welcome to the Shep Dog Classroom Podcast with your host, Thomas Shepard. If you are enjoying this program, please consider subscribing to this podcast so you don't miss any episodes. This is episode 10, Students Talk About Our ROV Team. In this episode, I'm joined by a couple of my students, Melissa and Ben, to talk about our school's ROV team. They discuss their own experiences as members of the team and explain what the ROV team is all about. In this episode, we're talking to Melissa and Ben, who are two of my students who have joined the ROV team at Frank Roberts Junior High. How are you doing today? Good. Good. Now, uh, what we wanted to do is we want to describe to people what ROV program is like, to kind of give them a little bit of the details about it. So we'll start with Melissa. Uh, what does ROV stand for, Melissa? So ROV stands for Remotely Operated Vehicles. And in the ROV program, we make it underwater ROV to, I guess you can say, fly around. Yeah, it's in, good, good terminology. Uh, balloon tank. Yeah. So yeah. It, it basically flies around in the pool, if you can say that. Yeah. So Ben, uh, what do you like about the ROV in particular so far in your experience? I enjoy the people that are in it with me. It's really fun, you know, makes you feel comfortable. So what are some of the things that you've done in ROV? Like, what are some of the things that you have specialized in? What are some of the things that you have experience with with the ROV program? Um, well, I helped make the new ROV, as you know. And uh, we constructed that at Marine, which was fun. That's at Marine Institute in St. Yep. John's? So what was your favorite part of building the ROV? My favorite part was constructing the ROV and actually, like, seeing the shell, I guess you could call it being finalized but my least favorite part had to been the wiring the wiring was tough yeah but we had lots of help with that thank goodness melissa what was your favorite part of building the rov my favorite part was actually the wiring it was the first time i'd ever done something like that because for myself i'm not an exactly technical mechanical person i don't really do stuff like that and i don't have very many opportunities to do stuff like that being able to do the wiring was a lot of fun and so you learned a lot about wiring and electricity, right? Uh, yes, I did. And Anthony, I believe, helped us out with that? Uh, yes. Uh, awesome Anthony, as we like to call him, helped us out with building the ROV. He was pretty fantastic, I got to say. Ben, so you enjoy, I remember you working a lot on the chassis part of the ROV, and you seem to enjoy that. So yeah. did you have a lot of fun building that? What was so challenging about it? Challenging part was uh, people working with me. Really? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> what do you mean by that? Not necessarily them not doing work, but, you know, we were just so, such good friends that, you know, it was easy to get sidetracked doing the work on the ROV. Oh, yeah. So it was a lot. Yeah, I've noticed that, that the team kind of gelled a lot this year. There was a lot of socializing. There was a lot of laughter. It was, it, it seemed, everybody seemed to have a good time. I would think people listening to this would like to know, well, you know, you talked about ROV, what an ROV is, what's the purpose of this? Why are we building an ROV and what do we have to do with it? So let's start with that. Uh, can you talk a little bit about what the competition is about? Melissa? So MATE hosts a competition every year for junior high students and 
university students and also high school students to show off their ROV. And we can compete in the junior high class of the competition. So we make an ROV, we bring it to the competition. At the competition, there is tasks and they're basically simulations of what a real ROV has to do in the ocean. So our ROV has to be able to complete those tasks. We earn points for said tasks. The more points we accumulate, the higher we are on the leaderboard. So Ben, can you give me an example of some of those tasks that Melissa was talking about that the ROV would have to do? Sure thing. Uh, One of the tasks that was very annoying in my first competition was the reef balls. We had to uh, take the claw and we had to go down and pick up these small balls with holes in them. And we had to bring them back up to the surface. And our hydraulics busted in the middle of the competition. So it was uh, it was like holding out two sticks trying to pick up a ball, but you can't move the sticks. So that was a bit of a challenge last year. And, and you know, you can plan all you want. Plans don't always work out, do they? We know that from firsthand experience. <laughs> Definitely. <laughs> We've had some challenging issues out over the time. But it's been a lot of fun, I would say. We've got this ROV. Can you describe what the ROV is? Because we talked about the chassis, we've talked about wiring, but we haven't talked about anything else. So can you describe all the parts of an ROV and like how you would pilot it? What are you looking at when you're piloting it? Because it's in the water, it's under underwater. And I would imagine sometimes that you can't just look over the pool and, and just guide it. You have to look at the cameras. So can you describe that a little bit? Ben, do you want to go first? Uh, Yeah, sure thing. So the ROV is basically like it's a square object made of, um, I'm not sure what it's called. PVC? Yeah. And the square does not have a bottom because there are two poles that go across on each end of the square, and they keep it all together. There's one clear piece on top that further holds it together. Clear piece on top has hole on each side for the motors. Motors are what make the ROV move. The claw goes on the front of the ROV. That uses a hydraulic system. The camera is positioned in the center of the ROV. Okay, what's the purpose of the camera? Camera is, as you said, you can't always just look over the pool and, you know, hope to know where you're going. So the camera is used to navigate the bottom of the pool when you don't know where exactly you're going. And on the bottom of the pool is usually these competition tasks that we talked about, right? Commonly, Melissa, what do every year is basically a lot of these tasks have things in common. Can you describe like what a, generally what these tasks usually involve? Usually there's a task at the bottom of the pool, a task at the surface of the pool, and usually a task in midwater. So usually these tasks involve either moving something bringing something up to the surface, placing something at the bottom of the pool, things like that. So when you go up and you compete, now we compete in probably, you know, sometimes like three heats every year. And those, how much time do we usually have to get the ROV to complete task in a heat? Uh, Usually we have 15 minutes to complete whatever tasks we can complete. Well, it's smart to have a game plan so that you know what you're doing when you get into the pool. So you got to have a strategy already laid out um yes we look at the tasks that because mate releases the tasks in usually about january or february we look at the tasks and we decide which ones we're going to do based on the amount of points they are how quick 
the completion of the task will be and how easy the task is. So we've had talk about the competition itself. How I I would think that uh, people would like to know how many people are on the team and what their roles are. So Ben, do you want to start with that and describe like how many people we usually have on a team and what some of the roles are? Now on the team, there's around 10 to 15 members, depending on what school you're from and how many people join, of course. And during the heat, there are four people, I believe. Okay. Well, so and what are those, what are their roles during the heat? Because not everybody can go up on the, on the pool and compete at the same time as a part of the team. So we have four people that go up to the pool. So what are their roles? So you have the tether man, which is the person that holds the tether and puts some in the pool or takes some out. The tether is what holds all the wiring to and from the ROV. Then you have the pilot himself. Then there is the, don't know if you'd call him a co-pilot. Yeah, you can. Yeah. And there's the co-pilot and one more person. Are they the communicator? I believe. I think sometimes it depends on the competition. Sometimes I've seen them with three people. Sometimes I've seen them with four. And usually there is one person on tether. One person is the pilot. And there's uh, one person who is like the co-pilot who's sitting with the pilot. And then there's another person who's the communicator goes back between the tether person and the pilot and makes sure the communication is clear. So I think that's usually what we do. Sometimes it's three people. Sometimes it might be four. If you can describe it, Melissa, can you describe what a pilot does? What are they doing during that heat? The pilot has control of the ROV itself. They have the control box. They sit where our monitor is and our monitor is connected to the camera on the ROV. They watch where the ROV is going through the camera and they pilot it accordingly with the control box. And our control box is connected to the motors of the ROV. And basically they just make the ROV move. So how many motors do we have on our our own ROV? Uh, We have four motors on our ROV. Our ROV can go up and down, left and right, and forwards and backwards. So we have two on the side pointing up and down. That goes Mm -hmm. up and down in the pool. And two that are flipped, I guess, horizontally to give us left and right. Yes. Okay. So can you talk a little bit about some of the problems we've experienced going to competition that some of those challenges that we've had to overcome? Well, like Ben said, our hydraulics stopped working in the middle of the competition last year. Yeah. Uh, We've also had problems with one of the propellers in our motors um, being slower than its opposite motor, I guess you can call it. Yeah, it was an unusual one we ran into last year. Yeah. So our up and down motors, one of them was not going as fast. So we weren't getting as much thrust going up and down Mm -hmm. as we would have liked. So that caused a problem. And I think that all led to the decision that this year we would rebuild from scratch the ROV and see if we could improve the performance. Unfortunately, we never got to the point of finishing it to actually compete at the competition due to all the events going on. So can I ask both of you a question about why you both decided to join the ROV team at Frank Roberts Junior High? Ben, I'll let you go first. So I was in tech club, and that was fun. We did coding and all sorts of fun technology things. 
And Mr. Shepard uh, decided, he, uh, he told me about ROV, and it was starting up halfway through the year. And I joined to give it a try. I didn't, I had no clue what I was getting into. So was, uh, your, your brother's involved in the, in the area, isn't he? My brother? Yeah. I taught nope. Brandon. You did teach him, yes. Yeah. So um, I think he came down and helped us out one day down to uh, Marine Institute. Yes, right? at Marine he did. Yeah, it was, it was nice to have him there. Uh, what about you, Melissa? Why did you join? Honestly, I joined because Mr. Shepard asked me to. <laughs> so at the beginning of the year in my tech class, um, I think Mr. Shepard took a liking to me. So he kept on asking me to join ROV. And honestly, I had no idea what ROV was. So I filled out the application with the help of Google because I had no idea what class we were competing in or what ROV even stood for. And I joined and honestly, I learned a lot. Mm-hmm. Sometimes yeah. teachers see things in students and they want to try and encourage that le- or leadership or technical skills, like my part, where that would be in technology. So oftentimes I will invite students to come and join the ROV team because I think they could actually contribute to it. And it is really difficult to describe at times what it's all about because a lot of times people are working away on the ROV team and for, particularly when you first in, first join, you don't really see what it's all about until you drop the ROV into the water and fly it around. And then, then the lights come on if the oh, this is why we're doing all this. So it's really hard to explain at first, but it gets to be a lot of fun when you get into the water. Can you talk a little bit about the teamwork? What did you enjoy about the teamwork aspect of it, Melissa? I like that we all can work as a team. We work well together. I'm the captain of the team, so I I guess I get to boss everybody around. (laughs) So I like that everybody listened well. Everybody, like, we all had our jobs we did our jobs and we did them together. We consulted each other. You know the phrase, there's no I in team? Mm-hmm. That's kind of what we're like. We never do anything on our own. It's always a team effort. And I think that our teamwork is very strong. I think so too. What about you, Ben? Well, uh, as Melissa said, you know, we all worked together and did our part. You know, it was, I enjoyed it. It was fun, you know. It was like a, don't want to get too cheesy here, but it was like a mini family, you know? We all worked together, and it was it was nice. I kind of enjoyed that. I enjoyed that part of it, because every year I get to have uh, new students on to the team and get to see how they work out as part of the team and how the teamwork develops. And I think I agree with Melissa there. We had a very strong team that worked well together, and it's unfortunate that things happened this year that we weren't able to actually follow through and finish off what we started. Last word here, can you tell me, you know, how, if you were going to talk to somebody about joining the ROV team, trying to encourage people to join, like, for example, we got grade sevens coming in next year in September. If I said to you, go talk to the grade sevens and talk about the ROV program, what would you say would be the best incentive for joining the ROV team? Ben, you look like you're itching to say something. Oh boy, am I. (laughs) (laughs) walk up to the grade sevens i'd look at him and i go hey you look like a funny kid you can you know anything with technology if they said yes i'd say well guess what you can join a group where you pretty much do nothing for the first half of the year have fun and then the second half you get stressed like you've never <laughs> seen before <laughs> that's an interesting perspective ben <laughs> <laughs> melissa would you like to follow up on that 
<laughs> um, well, I'd go up to the grade sevens and I'd tell them how we work as a team and how there's something for everybody in ROV. Like you don't have to be hands-on constructing the ROV. You can make the backboard presentation that you have to present at the competition about your ROV and you can do research. There's that aspect of the competition. And I'd say that, you know, it's a great team to be a part of because it's like you're joining, like Ben said, a family. Yeah, and it very much is a uh, a family-type atmosphere to it. Yeah, like the support and stuff that we all give one another, I think that's something that I will never take for granted. That's good to hear. I think it's a great experience. Would you recommend it? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, Definitely. Definitely. Good. I'm glad. I'm glad to hear that. I was starting to uh, worry about Ben there for a minute. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you very much, Melissa and Ben, for joining me today to talk about ROV. Is there anything left to be said that you would like to talk about that we haven't discussed so far? Please join. We need more people. Yeah, I'd say um, that ROV is a great opportunity for anybody, and it even looks good on a resume. So when you get older. You can tell your potential employers, you know, I was an ROV. These are the skills that I learned. Thank you so much for joining me today. No problem. Thank you, Supreme Leader Shepard, for having me here. <laughs> <laughs> Have a great day. You too, sir. Be safe. Be safe. And now it's time for the joke of the week. I wonder what kind of reaction this one's going to get. Question. What is the difference between a teacher and a train? Answer. A teacher makes you spit out your gum while a train says, chew, chew, chew. Hey, it's popular. Thank you. Thank you very much. I think the jokes are improving. You have been listening to Shep Dog's Classroom Podcast. If you are enjoying this program, please consider subscribing to the podcast in Apple Podcast, Spotify, Stitcher, Google Podcast, or from wherever you download your podcast. The theme music used in this podcast was created by Robbie Lee. Thank you for listening.